Madrid podcast. I'm going out because I need to change my life. Yo, what's good, Jeezy's? It is Adam here from the Bottledger Podcast. Welcome to BDP 73. I think it's 73. And today we're going to be flying in on how to deal with a breakup. Part two, baby. Part two. This is probably one of the first ever potos that we have done a sequence on or a series on where it's part two. I can't remember any other ones that we've done like this. But I was thinking about it because I've got two stories today. Well, not really two full stories, just two... I guess you could say catalyst as to why I wanted to dive into this one today, which is a guy who just got out of a five-year monogamous relationship and a guy who just got out of a seven-year monogamous relationship all within like two weeks. Like these two guys that are on the, I'm pretty sure they're on the completely different opposite sides of the universe, maybe, of the, definitely of the planet, definitely of the planet. And they don't know each other, but, and they just all of a sudden got out of these relationships, and it just popped up, and I'm like, well, this seems like something I need to talk about right here. Now, I need to say this, for those of you that are listening on CastBox, or the website, or iTunes, or wherever, you, or on YouTube, no, not on YouTube, but if you're just listening to this, this won't be a problem, but for those of you that are watching this, I don't know what the fuck's going on with the sun today. The lighting is going to go in and out, it's going to look like the difference between uh, night and day, night and day in here, so I apologize for that, but anyways, uh, let's roll on. So, content's content. But let me just get a sip of this old matcha in here. Mmm. Oh, matcha is so smooth. 100 times the antioxidants of normal, regular green tea. Fuck yes. Okay, I'm good. I feel good. There's a little caffeine in there as well, so I'm really good. Hope you guys are doing well. So, yeah, I was going on the... Uh, Got on the context for this old potto. I've got those two stories. They're not really stories because I didn't actually pry into... Uh, you know, what led to the breakup. I didn't really pry into too much about it because I didn't really know I was going to be doing a potto on it. Now, in retrospect, maybe I would if I thought I would turn this into a piece of content. But let me say this. Let me say this. It's been two years since I discussed the breakup thing. Now, I know I have shorter videos on handling breakups and that type of thing, but, you know, shorter videos, they're not they're not the same as the potto. They're not as rich they're not as engrossing. They're not as just like, take your mind and fuck it. You know, it's like, it's not that type of thing. So it's been two years. I went back to the channel because I knew we had done a potto on breakups. And I'm like, when was it? It's like August 4th or August 6th, 2016. And we're in like July 13th right now, 2018. So I'm sure my thoughts on it, on it have evolved and they have revolved and they have grown in different ways. As I've seen other guys going through different breakups, different, you know, uh, at different stages in life. So I wanted to reopen, recan this thing. I wanted to, is that the right term? I want to open the can again. You know, if it was locked down, I want to reopen that shit. And I want to talk about it with you guys because you may be, you may be some old steve just come in right now after a huge breakup. You might be one of the two guys listening to this potter and I want to direct a lot of it, keep it grounded to those two guys. And don't worry to those two guys. I will not be mentioning names. I will not be mentioning anything private whatsoever we will keep it clean as shit and yeah so that's the context for this potto we're really coming out of uh, out of the shop out of the chop shop it's one of the first times i'm drinking matcha during a potto so i might have high energy energy levels the double hope you guys are doing well i certainly am certainly am the knee's feeling a lot better thank you to those of you that uh checked in with that really appreciate that so I'm going to dive into the old gram here, Instagram, at Uwe Tang one If you are not following, you are missing out on some serious content. 
So you check that out. You check that out. You check that out and you, you tell your mom. <laughs> you tell your mom. Okay, let me try and find this first message. So I'm just going to read out both messages, but of course no details mentioned. And there's not even that much really to mention. Uh, one of them is really inspirational though. And let me say this from the get. If you have just come off of a breakup, this may either be the most inspirational thing you've ever heard, or it might be something that puts you into a dark depression. I don't know. I want you to come at this with an open mind though. I want you to come at the things that I'm coming at you with, with an open mind, because you, if you are coming to this pot, like, listen, I, let's have a look at this. Let's try and slice this up for a second. Let's slice this up Bavarian cream cheese. Probably 80, maybe 85 to 90% of you listening to this probably have not just broken up with your long-term girlfriend. Probably not. You're probably just listening to this because you're one of the OGs, you're one of the team, you're one of the GEs He's coming in. Yeah, it's fine. But there's probably 10, 15% of you that have just come out of a, a extreme breakup and you found this piece of content, a friend showed you, um, a girlfriend showed you, whatever, not that type of girlfriend, but a girl slash friend showed you, hey, check this out. So if, if that's you right now, I don't hold any, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't pull any punches, right? I don't hold anything back. I will be speaking to this topic as if I don't know who you are. So things will be raw. They will be beautiful in that sense. They will be unfiltered and unadulterated in that sense. And that's how I am in general. But you think I might have a little bit more caress for this topic because I've, you know, of course I've been through painful breakups as well. And I know how painful that shit is, but that's actually what you need right now. And that's something coming from my own personal experience. I know a bit of a tangent. We will get to more of that later. But uh, when you're going through a rough breakup, it's actually better. It's for me anyway, personally, it's better to not dwell. It's better to not swell in the emotions of it all for too long, but to, you know, have your quote unquote mourning period, have your time to take stock of what was appreciate everything that has just happened with this uh, feminine being that you've been in this journey with over the last five, seven years or however long it's been, three, four, two years, what, six months, you know, depending how intense it was, I don't know. You know, it's you need your time for sure. You need your, your conjuring time just to get your mind together. However, just dwelling and swelling in that, I feel like actually starts to produce counter effects. I feel like, I feel like the longer you spend in that, the more time it takes for you to actually get back up on your feet and back up, up on the journey. So let me say that that's why I will not be being too nice. I will not be too nice. If anything, I might be to like the regulars. I might be overtly harsher in this potter than regular because I know what it's like. And it's actually, I don't think it helps that much to have someone there going, mm, it's okay, Steve-o. It's okay. Just eat this ice cream this fucking ice cream, sit on this fucking couch for two weeks, don't do shit, don't train, don't work on your business, don't go to uni, don't drink this green tea matcha, 100 times the antioxidants of green regular tea, don't do anything, don't take any cold showers, don't do anything that would possibly get you back on the journey, fuck that much is good, don't get, don't do anything that would possibly get you back on the journey, right, I feel like that's, the, that's not, it's, it's, maybe it's just the way that I work, that I, I'm so addicted to the journey in general though. So maybe I'm a bit different in that way. I've got to, I'm just, I've got to play that back and forward that not everyone's me. Not everyone likes to have the, the shit whipped out of them and just like, fuck it, let's do it. Spartan mentality, I guess in a way. Samurai Spartan mentality. 
you know, that old um, Miyamoto Musashi Book of Five Rings, which I got up right here, which I just got done reading for the second time. A thousand times better the second time. Like, I had my mind blown by the Book of Five Rings the first time I read it. And, like, I took, like, maybe, like, a page worth of notes. But second time through, I took, like, 10 pages of notes. It's so much better the second time through. You're just, you're just a different person coming to it. Anyways, side tangent. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, we're going to be flying all around. This is more of a conversational potter. But as you can see, we actually have been into a bit of tactical shit. We have been down some tactics, for those of you that are tactics whores. So, <laughs> so anyways, I know I was going to read out these messages, so let's go. That was a real winding way of getting to these messages. Uh-huh. So... Here we go. So the first guy, and I'm just going to refer to this guy as the five-year guy, or I'll call him K. K at five years. And he, he just sent me a, uh, he slid me a DM on the gram, and he goes, mate, I just got out of a five-year relationship. It was crushing. But I've started getting back out there thanks to your videos, and it's helped a lot. Even when it feels hard, I put in the work and take action, and I feel myself getting better every day. Unshackled from society's expectations of how I should, in capitals, handle a breakup. Thank you for all that you do. So that's inspirational shit, right? That's, that's inspirational shit that a guy who's just got out of five years. Now, I don't know, I don't know how old this guy is, but five years for anyone, it's, it's a long time. You know, the longest relationship I've been in monogamous, straight monogamous is about two years. And that's a, it's a huge chunk of change out of your life. So five years and that this guy's like, well, listen, it was so, it was crushing. It was soul crushing getting out of this. So I empathize with those emotions. I empathize with those feelings. But he also mentioned something real interesting there that, you know, he's, he's back out. He's putting in the work, even though it's hard. I'm putting in the work. I'm taking action. I feel myself getting better every day. I'm unshackled from society's expectations of how I should handle a breakup. Now let's fucking ride on that for a second. Let's ride in on, actually, I probably need to reset the cam. Yeah, hold on. Well, not quiet. Hang on. Hang on, Adam. Easy. Easy, son. Let's ride on that for a second. He mentioned something real interesting there that he's unshackled from society's expectations of how he should, in capitals, be handling a breakup. Now, let's break that down and unpackage that. What does that mean? What is society's expectations of how a male, a man, masculine being should be handling a breakup in this day and age? Well, you can, you can take that in many ways, actually. And now, actually, I'm just realizing it is a good time to reset, so give me a sec. You know, just thinking about that right now, what is society's expectations? Like, maybe his ideas of it might be different to mine, but when I think about that, society's expectations of how you should handle a breakup, well, I don't know, I just get this natural inclination that, well, you're supposed to be broken down, this broken down heap of shit for a long time. As in, like, you shouldn't get over this quickly. You, you shouldn't be able to move on quickly because of, hey, hey, man, this girl was your everything. This girl was your everything. You guys were supposed to have kids together. You guys were supposed to get a house together. You guys were supposed to make babies together, make their parents happy. You guys were supposed to build this entire dream reality together, and now that's not the case. And what? You want to move on quickly? You want to start putting on work on yourself? You want to get back on the journey? You want to start coming back into your own as a man? And also, I just want to draw, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I want to draw a slide, a sideline here, a little, bit of a, uh, a little bit of a slash, that a lot of the stuff I'm talking about right now is not specific to men. Like, I would be saying the same thing to women. 
Like the, if you're a girl listening to this, please just adjust the examples because obviously the two examples I've got here are two guys. So I'm going to be talking about two guys. But if this is a girl that chimed in, I'll be saying I'll just be swapping the examples out for a girl because the expectations it's actually very similar. You know, it's, it's it's human principles that I like to talk about. A lot of this shit applies in reverse in both ways to both genders. So, yeah, like I guess that is society's expectation that you just are this pile of shit for an extended period of time before you're allowed. It's like you must have this mourning period. You mu- And actually, that widely extends to society's expectations of how we should deal with death, which uh, yeah, definitely didn't j- jive with me and... I'm not going to go into that now because I've got. A, if you want to know my thoughts on death, there is a poto called on thoughts on life and death or BDP hashtag seventy something or sixty something on life and death. Um, if you want to know more of my thoughts on death, because that was post anniversary of one of my best mates uh, passing away, there you go check that out. But I don't want to dive into that right now. So let's stay this on the dating thing for a second. This ex- this expectation and like this guy's going against it, just going rubbing against the grain here, which is why I feel like we're kind of aligned in that way. Going, well, no, fuck that, well, fuck that. Why why should my life be put on hold? Because yes, I did ex- I did spend an extended period of time with this girl, and maybe we had ideas of children. Maybe we did have children. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we we're engaged. Maybe we weren't. But there were ideas of all that going on. Why is it that I should be shackled down by? I guess those expectations of the relationship. And now there's like, it's almost like it was an entity on its own. It's almost like society treats relationships as if it is actually a third party entity separated from woman and man. That, well, you got this guy, you got this girl, you know, they meet, man and boy and girl meet, right? They do, maybe they have a casual relationship if they're savvy, just to begin with, just to get to know each other. Maybe they went down the typical, uh, mainstream root of things which i'm definitely not a fan of you know and you just jump straight into monogamy but somehow that worked out for them and hey listen um this is not me shitting on monogamy this is not because well maybe some of you don't no i've I've got two potters on monogamy i've got two of them one's on sex at dawn and one's on i don't think it's actually called at sex at dawn though but i've done a lot of content on my thoughts on monogamy that's not what i'm going to be talking about in this potter but let me say this Right, uh, jump, jumping into a monogamous relationship immediately without even getting to know each other, without even really seeing who is this person, it's never a good idea. It's never a good idea. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. And listen, are there examples of that working out for people? 100%. 100%. But from the vast array of people that I've seen personally, from my own examples in relationships, it just does not seem to be the case that, hey, I meet Susan on Friday night and then by Sunday I want to get in a relationship with her Seems a little needy to me. Seems a little needy to me. It seems a little bit like uh, you're trying to fill holes here. You're trying to fill holes here. So, but that's, I'm just speaking specifically at the beginning of a relationship there. I'm not talking on monogamous as a whole because monogamous as a whole does seem to work for some people. Now, that's an interesting conversation to have here. I didn't ask these two dudes as to why the relationship broke up. I didn't dive into their context, and really it's not that important because it would only be a case study of two individual guys. Like, it's not a big enough sample size to me for me to be able to draw actual conclusions from, which I seldom do, because I've never actually said that you should not go into monogamous relationships. I've never even said that. All I've said is that it's not for me. All I've said is that it's very unlikely that I'll ever see myself getting into a traditional monogamous relationship 
for the rest of my life for X, Y, and Z reasons, which I don't want to go into now because it's a whole different potto. It's a whole different potto. I remember the title of it, of one of them called Kids, Monogamy, and Polygamy? Polygamy? Or Kids, Marriage, and Polygamy. It's something like that. You get more ideas over there. And there's other ones as well. But, but so that's putting that to the side, I didn't dive into the individual context. So, and I think that's all right. I think that's not big of a problem, but it's interesting to look at, well, this guy spent five years with this, uh, with one girl and this other guy spent seven years with, and actually, let me just dive into his message. Don't worry, B, don't worry, B. I won't be, there's no, I don't think you even told me any personal details anyway. So, uh, we know each other. We know each other. Hold on. So, oh, he just he just messaged me one uh, one Tuesday, one Tuesday afternoon saying, "I'm single. Her her in her name is no more. Seven years have gone so fast. That's another thing we want to dive into here. So many tangents, so many things to dive in on here. You know, like the other guy was talking about, I'm unshackled from society's expectations. Society's expectations are which that well, you should be a pile of shit for an extended period of time. So actually, I I need to wrap that up because we just went off onto something else. We went onto something else there." But yeah, fuck that. Fuck being a pile of shit. Fuck having to mourn this entity, which was your previous relationship. Now, do it honor. Honor the relationship. Honor the lessons that you learned from this girl and that she learned from you and that you guys learned together and that you were able to grow to together. Because for sure, if you were together for five years, you probably learned something from each other. You probably improved yourself in even the most minute of ways in some of the worst relationships I've seen. Yeah, probably there's something to be salvaged. There's probably something to be salvaged from that. So have your week, have your two weeks to honor that, to remember those times, to clear yourself out, to allow the tears to flow, to allow the emotional for, to allow the emotional hurricane of which is going on within your life to blow on through. Right? If you can let that get through, because what I find of a lot of guys that specifically come to me after bad breakups. You don't want to get back on that journey. Is that they decided instead of being this guy, instead of being okay here, five year K, who said, Well, listen, even though it's hard, even though it's hard, I've gone in and I'm putting work in. I'm back on the journey. I'm cultivating myself again and I'm getting myself better every single day. I'm working on myself every single day now. Right? Even though you got that guy who's doing that, a lot of guys, and what I sense from him is that he has not taken the emotional baggage from his breakup and gone ahead and said, well, hey, I'm having a look at this emotional baggage. Let me store that in the hurt locker, right? He's actually made an hour to manage to whether, I don't know what process he went through. I don't know if he went through any process consciously. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, whatever. Maybe it was some video he saw of mine. I don't fucking know. But he definitely did something, be it conscious above board or underboard unconsciously, in which that he was able to abstain from placing that emotional baggage into his hurt locker and then then carrying that around for the rest of his life. That's what a lot of guys do. And that's what a lot of guys that come to me, that's what I see from a lot of guys. They come to me and they're like, well, I just got to have this two-year relationship. Got to have this two-year relationship. This girl completely fucked me around. You know, she was cheating cheating on me with this other guy for the last six months of it or something. And then she only just, it's only because she got caught. It's only because she got caught that she ended up, you know, having to tell me, you know, that that happens. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't as dark as that. Maybe it was just that we just didn't work out together and I feel like I need to move on. Maybe I never really, here's one actually, here's one, here's a very common one. I all of a sudden realized that I never really was into this girl and I know this sounds brutal and I'm sure it goes the same way for girls going back on guys. So I'm sure this reference, this story can go back 
in reverse as well. But it's it's a common story that, you know, a guy certain gets to a certain place in time with this girl and realizing, well, you know, when we got into this relationship, I was really just settling. Like this wasn't really a girl I was crazy over. She didn't make me want to go to Africa, pick up a couple kids. So it wasn't that Jolie style girl. So, but I just did it because, you know, it made my family happy. It made, made me happy, I guess, at the time. You know, I was getting regular sex, getting the pleasure centers kind of covered. You know, it gave me a bit of stability. It made me... Yeah, it made my my colleagues happy, my my uni students, you know, what whatever, what the fuck ever. It just made things easier at the time, so I did it. That's the story for a lot of guys. And then at a certain point in time, they realize, well, I'm not happy with the situation. And not only is this not helping me, it's not helping her either. I get that much. You know, it's not, it's it's really. It's mut- it's mutually unbeneficial for both of us to be in this relationship. And that I know this girl is in love with me. I know she might like me. She might be happy with me. But the very fact that I'm not happy with her, and it's got nothing really to do with her as a person, it's just that I, I she, as a partner, she, I just don't want to be my partner. I just don't want to be my partner at a core level. I know that sounds harsh. I know that sounds brutal, but it is what it is. So... I have a lot of guys come to me, they come out of that stage. It's like, well, I had to let this girl go. And so maybe there wasn't too much of a hurt locker going on there. But where were we going with all this? I was going with all this that a lot of guys come out of breakups and they take the emotional baggage, the emotional hurricane, and they go, well, hang on. I don't want to let go of that. Actually, I'm just going to, that swelling, that deep, deep, mellow swell of me just like, oh, fuck this breakup. Fuck my, why did she have to leave me? Why did this have to happen? This is the worst thing that ever could have happened to me. Let me take all that and I'm going to store it in my emotional hurt locker, which I'm going to carry with me into every single other relationship for the rest of my life. Let me reset this camera. So do you want to be that guy? Do you want to be that guy that is just walking around into every friendship, every relationship, every business relationship, every human interaction you have? Because you might think that it's, that it's a separate entity within your hurt locker. Like, oh, I can just take this emotional baggage, stick it in the hurt locker in its own little compartment, and it won't affect the rest of my life. No, son. No, that's not how it works. Like, whether you have conscious or unconscious, generally speaking, you don't have conscious control over it. But whether you consciously are aware of it or unconsciously unaware of it, you are seeping. You are seeping it out. Anytime you are holding... Any form of limiting belief, any form of self-destructive kind of inferiority complex, self-destructive complex within you that doesn't allow you to just fully be free with someone. And I mean that in a way in which that I'm just going to express who I am without letting this other shit get to it. I'm just going to express who I am even though I went through this tremendously painful breakup. And that's why I'm I'm, going to counter back here for a second that I understand where this comes from. Because I know logically some of you might be sitting there going, hmm, I like this thought process we're going down right now. I like how Adam's explaining, unpacking. I like this. We're unpacking the wrapper. We're unzipping this, this small black dress right now. And we're starting to see the tattoos on the back. And each tattoo as you start to un- unzip that dress from behind, and you start to see each little tattoo start to reveal itself. And that's the thought process we're diving into right now. Right? This is good. This is good. But why? But why would someone choose to store the emotional baggage for the rest of their life? Well, here's the thing. Whether it is a choice, and let me be real, some people do choose this. I have met many a dude that does choose this way of operating, that they would actually like to hold on to that pain and allow that to be a wound, 
an open flesh wound for the rest of their life because they just get so goddamn jaded. It's like I, they almost, it's almost like in a way, they in, they like the pain of the wound. Like they start to enjoy the wound. They start to enjoy being wounded. I'm sure some of you guys can relate to this. I'm sure some of you guys have friends. You got boys. You got girlfriends, girl slash friends that have been down this, and you just know that person where it's like they enjoy talking about how they got fucked over. They enjoy talking about how their girlfriend, they walked in on their girlfriend and their girlfriend was another dude, or they walked in on their boyfriend and their boyfriend was with another girl. You know, they, it's almost like they, they get pain. They, it's kind of like picking at a scab. Like, you know, like when you, if any of you like drill elbows, like on the bag or, you know, elbows are really easy to scab or knees, knees, cut knees, you know, it's almost like at a certain point, not in the beginning though, not in the beginning. You don't really like kind of picking at a, at a fresh wound, but when a scab on your knee has started to form and it's been like a week or two and you know, with scabs, like if you, if you try to remove them too early, it just opens up the wound. It's got to take another week to heal, but when it gets to that kind of like, it's like 95% or 90% kind of dried up and it's kind of fun. It kind of like, it's like an itch that you like to scratch. We all know people like this, so it doesn't seem logical. I know that's what we're going in on with this. It doesn't seem logical that someone would want to hold on to their emotional hurt, their emotional pain and store it in the locker. It doesn't seem logical because it does affect all of your relationships. It affects all of your human interaction. And it goes, this is one alleyway of thinking. This is one this is one affliction that we are currently talking about, but it goes for many other things. Like if you have if you have anxiety in general talking to the opposite sex, you are gonna have issues talking to the sex of your own kind as well. Like if you get in front of a if an attractive girl makes you kind of lose your shit, right? You just don't know how to handle yourself in front of an attractive girl. Well, when you get in front of a high value dude, I'm sure you are also operating and seeping out other and whether you're consciously aware of it or not, you're probably not, but you're probably also seeping out these needy, these needy traits, these needy behaviors, these self-limiting traits, self-limiting behaviors that never allow you to fully express. You know, it's never like the human psyche is not so compartmentalized. The human psyche needs to be looked at in a holistic mentality in which that we look at all things in harmony with each other, all things in relation to each other. So and like I want to dial back here, I want to trial back here to Kay, and I'm looking at this here, going that his his mentality of well, I just fuck, you know, it's painful as shit. That I want to get back on this journey. I want to start working on myself. That's the best thing that you can do. That's the best thing that you can do. And guys, I know, I know, I'm not wrapping up tangents. I know I'm not tapping up threads. But that's how the photo goes, especially in one like this, where it's not like one particular story. So it's how it is. But if let me say this, let me get let me get down here. Oh, actually, there's something I wanted to say when I went to reset the cam last time. For those of you watching on YouTube, I could turn on the lights. I could turn on this light. I could turn on this Himalayan rock salt lamp. There's there's several lights, but I feel like the dark vibe is actually good for this. Like the, the it's actually it's not dark. Dark's the wrong word. It's somber. It's like a somber vibe. I'm I'm actually enjoying it, so that's why I'm not going to turn the lights on. Just in case you guys are wondering. Anyways, moving on. If you got, if you're coming in, if you this, if you're K who's coming out of this five year relationship, or if you're B who's coming out of this seven year relationship, what's like the number one thing that you can do to help get yourself through this period if you've just come fresh out of it? Well, first off, yeah, like I was saying before, enjoy it. When I say enjoy it, that's probably the wrong word, but honor it. Honor is the right word. Honor the time that you spent with this girl. 
honor the lessons that you got from her, honor all the good shit, all the stuff that you guys grew together as, the traveling, if you guys did that, if you guys traveled together, even just traveled as spirits along this journey, yeah? You guys can just, if you can, if you can acknowledge that, then, oh, this is where it all came from, why I went into the Hurt Locker stuff, is because it's guys that don't acknowledge the good and they don't allow this, this, this emotional time in their lives, this emotional baggaging, if they don't allow it to blossom out and to just kind of disperse, if they don't allow the pain to disperse, that's how it gets put into the Hurt Locker. That's how it gets kind of neat old package, swagger in the old Hurt Locker. That's kind of how this happens. Because you don't really ever let go. If you're B coming out of this seven-year relationship just the other day, right? There's going to be just the initial shock for sure. But past the initial shock, I would say if you're really working on it each and every night, having some time to yourself each and every night, each and every day, just to honor everything I've been talking about, right? And what is that honoring process? Why do I even talk about that? Because that is the disbursement. When you can look at things in their best light and you can look at things for what they really were, because listen, I don't know how it ended. You, some of you might be thinking, well, Adam, this is all well and good if it all ended in a nice, mutually beneficial way, which my previous relationship did. However, as you all know, and as I know, relationships don't often end in a nice, happy way. You know, As you get more evolved down this journey, and for those of you that are some of my OGs, some of you that have been listening to me for a long time, I would hope that... If you're going into relationships with the direct, with the direct congruent and authentic mindset, you should also be leaving relationships with the direct congruent and authentic mindset. Right? If you are able to do that, then you're going to be leaving these relationships much more mutually beneficial for sure, because you're just operating on higher levels. But I do I do acknowledge that a lot of guys coming to this maybe have not been exposed to that level of mindset that I am talking about, in which that. Well, listen, instead of like fucking around in this relationship where we know it's going nowhere, so you're not being direct about things and you're not being congruent to yourself because you know you need to get out, you're not making authentic decisions because you know this is the best for both of us, but you just let it drag on and on and on and on. And that's how you came to this potter. And it, ha- it ended in fireworks, it ended in flames, it ended in this girl cheating on you or you cheating on someone else with someone else. And things just ended as a as bloody Mount Agung in Bali, just like, whoosh, right, just volcano. If that's what happened, it all erupted. I get that as well. And I get that there's probably going to be a lot of shock and pain. But past the shock and pain, which you should be able to get over within a few days if you're not trying to drown yourself at the bottle of an old gym bean. Right? If you actually you start taking care of yourself in terms of your body and your mental state, you start taking care of your gut. Because listen, your immune system and the way that your brain functions is very intricately uh, intertwined with your gut health. Check out uh, Plant Paradox for sure by Stephen Gundry. But also... Um, What's his name? Michael Moore? Not Michael Moore. That's an actor. Um, <laughs> let me, I, can't, I can't even remember. Michael someone. Hold on. Hold on. I feel like I need to get this. What's the name of the book, though? Let me get the name of the book. That might trigger his name because I don't want to check, but I want to check. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. For the sake, because it's not even relevant right now, I'm going to check this. I'm going to check this. Hang on. It would be in uh, Books Read this year. It's gone into my Evernote. I want to get this. I want to get this. It's pissing me off that I remember the name of this book. Um, I'm sure if I spent some time on it, I'd be able to get it. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Oh, his name. So I got the first name right. It is Michael. It's Dr. Michael Mosley, The Clever Guts Diet. Uh, that's another one. That's a tremendous, tremendous book on understanding the interrelationship between 
uh, your overall, overall, over, overall, that's hard to say, quickly, your overall well-being and your gut health is intricately intertwined, right? So if you're like the type of guy coming out of a harsh breakup and you're just eating shit, right? That's other society expectation that you're just going to come out of a relationship. Oh, it's okay to just go eat heavily refined carbohydrates, heavily refined sugars, and just straight up bullshit, processed bullshit. That's okay. That's okay because you just come out of this thing. You need that comfort food. But what you don't realize is that that's actually making you feel worse. That's actually making you feel worse because that's creating inflammation within the system, within the body. That's forcing your digestive system to be put on hold. It's fucking you up. It's fucking you up. So yeah, don't eat that ice. Well, if you do, if you want, if you want to swell and dwell in the emotions and the pain of it, for sure, go and get that cookies and cream. Go and get that salted caramel, that PB&J, right? Go and get that. However, if you don't, if you want to get over this shit real quick, go ahead and clean up your diet. Go ahead and make sure you're eating clean and healthy. And actually, I know that B is... I know that B's been on a big health kick lately. So that's good to know. Let me reset this camera. So back anyways, come back in. We're kind of like going down this adventure, but we've got to dive in and off. But I, I loosely know where we're going with all this. So so yeah, you get past those initial shock days. But once the initial shock days are over, and assuming you're taking care of yourself, you're training, you're eating right, then you should really have like a week, maybe two weeks max to, no, even if it was seven years, even if I'll be saying the same thing to be right now, if even if you've been through a seven year relationship, right, you should not be spending any longer than say two weeks max in this dwelling period, the swelling period of, of in, because essentially what, what does that mean? What does it mean that you're just dwelling and swelling? What it means is that you're constantly stuck in the past. You spend very little time in this right now, present moment, because all you're bombarded with is just like, the time we spent together doing this, the time in Costa Rica together, the time we were in Japan, the time we were doing this in China, the time we were baking these cookies, the time we had this dog together, the time we had these kids, whatever it is, right? And it's just like, it's, it's so overwhelming, so I get that. But the more time you spend in that haze, in that emotional hurricane, the less time and the less you are actually enjoying of this current moment and the present moment you have right now, which is the opportunity for you to now grow into something new. And listen, there's nothing more, there's nothing more disappointing to me, or there's nothing sadder to me than someone who comes out of a relationship and doesn't grow because of it. Really let that sit. Really let that just marinate in on your minds right now that the ending of a relationship is only an ending in a finality sense, a final, a final sense in which that you feel like, well, life's done, or this is done now, and like, fuck, I'm so beat up about it, right? The only way that ever gets to not be that way is if you can view this now as a growing experience, or well, yes, this happened, but let's look at why that happened. Why did, this, why did this relationship have to end? Was it because of her? Was it because of me? Was it there a bit of interplay between the two? Was it... Was it because of malev- malevolent? There we go. It's a hard one to say quickly. Or like, you know, malicious intent, malevolent intent in which that the other partner was doing bad shit and I was just trying to do the best that I could. Or maybe it was the other way. Maybe I got, maybe I fell off the path. And so what you're doing is that you're self-diagnosing. You're trying to be as objective as possible as to what can I learn from this experience? Because if you don't learn anything from this experience, then why the fuck did you go through it at all? Why did you go through it all? That's how I view everything in life. It's like there's, there's no point in getting into a relationship 
if you're not going to learn anything from start to finish, and the way I've always said this, the way that you go into a relationship is the way that you should get out of a relationship. You go in with this learning growth-based mentality. You don't go in with this, well, I'm looking for this other person to make me. I'm looking for this girl to make me because there's a hole within me left by my parents, left by my friends, left by my situation in life. So I'm going to find this girl to fill that hole and then I'm just going to dump all that shit on her and then vice versa. You know, I'm speaking to girls as well right now. You should not be looking for a man to fill that hole within you. If you've got holes in your psyche, if you've got holes in your being, which which just feel like, yeah, they're undercooked, but I'm going to get this guy to cook them for me. Now, fuck that because that's going to manifest itself in a real ugly way at some point down the journey. Like, you know, I was talking about monogamy before. Some of the great monogamous relationships I've seen of just like personal references, it's always the case. It's like, it's like, it's, it's never the case that is the opposite of this. It is always the case that healthy monogamous relationships feature one thing, and that is growth. That these, these two people, this girl and this guy, or this girl and girl, and this guy and guy, however you want to play it, if they're in a healthy monogamous relationship in which that they're just happy and they're enjoying life together, it is always underpinned by growth. It's never that, and don't get me wrong, it's not to say that they don't have issues, it's not to say that they don't have things they're working on, but that is part of the growth, right? That is part of the growth. It's like the day you stop growing is the day you die. And that when this relationship has ended now, whether it's been five years, whether it's been seven years, if you can't see that, oh, there is a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity for us to grow not together anymore but on our own journeys on our own journeys that came out weird an opportunity for us to grow on our own if you can't see that then it's like why did you even go through that relationship so here it is let me wrap up let me sum up this point here have your time to honor what was but then get yourself back into the present as soon as possible Honor what was, get yourself back into the present. Because the more time that you miss out on the present, that's the more time that you miss on salvaging and harvesting on the lessons of what was. Because when you're really just stuck in the what was, you're not really thinking about, well, what can I do to improve? Because that, by default, assumes that you are going to go ahead and improve and go and do things new and better and in a different way and to operate as a better human being in this life. It's just such a waste if you don't go through life in that way in my opinion in my opinion for those of you and for those of you that have been through and I used to be there I remember when I was a younger Adam you know I used to spend that time just butthurt about relationships and you know just like let it let it fester let the wound never really let the wound heal just let the hurt locker always have that always have that door slightly open just so everything can kind of seep on out and it's like it's, it's like looking back it's like what are you doing what are you doing I get it but what are you doing Oh, it's good much. I know I keep saying that every time, but fuck, it's so good. So, okay. So that's like, I, I guess that's uh, me addressing very loosely my ideas on Kay's part of his message in terms of just breaking the shackles of society's expectations. And I'm just so happy that some guy's doing that. And, I, and I'm, I'm honored and I feel blessed that if one of my videos was able to get him to that place, which sounds like it was, or at least just help him to think in that way. Like, that's why I do this shit. So that's, you know, that's, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. So I want to drive in on B's message here where he just mentioned me saying, you know, I'm single. She is no more. Uh, seven years have gone so fast. So let's look at that. Let's look at that right now. Seven years gone so fast. You know, that's how it is, man. 
That's how it is. You know, for younger dudes listening to this potter, you won't be able to relate as well. And you might like, how do you know, Adam? How do you know? I know because I once was you. I once was 17. I once was 16. And time does not move as quickly at that age. Time, I would say roughly, and I've spoken to a lot of my friends about this, time seems to hit this like boost to speed once you leave high school. Once you go out into the real world, so to speak, you know, into uni, and it's just you now, time seems to hit a 2x and then a 4x and then a 10 and then 20x. And it just seems to just get multiplied every year you get older. Time gets multiplied in terms of its speed. And I've, it's weird because it seems to happen for contradicting reasons, contradictory reasons in which that people that do nothing in life, they complain about how fast time goes by because they're doing nothing in life. And it's like, well, time's just slipping away from me. But then at the same time, all the guys that I know that are doing tons of shit, that are making this world a better place every single day, right? They're just straight hustlers. They also say to me and report to me, and we also have conversations about how, well, time just goes by so quickly. Like, I just can't get enough shit done. I can't get enough done. Whereas the other people are saying, well, there's almost too much to be done, so I won't do anything. And it's all slipping away from me. It's like it hits you in both ways, but regardless of whether you're in the just the, you know, wishing about what your life could be camp or whether you're in that realizing what your life could be camp, either way, we all seem to get affected by this time multiplication factor. Many different uh, theories about that. Um, there are other theories about it. I don't want to dive into too much now because that's way too much of a tangent. Yeah, we're going to start talking about multiple realities here, but let's not. Let's not. Stay cheeky. You know, but... So it's it's definitely the case in relationships that for both for both ways, whether it was a soul-sucking relationship or whether it was a soul-enriching relationship, time's definitely just going to multiply. Time goes by real quick. And that's another reason, B, if you're listening to this, that's another reason to get back on your path of self-cultivation as soon as fucking possible. Because yes, time went by real quick. Time went by so fast. In, those, in that relationship where you saw that person every single day or multiple times a week across a long period of time. And you know, time's an interesting thing because a lot of people would report that and argue very strongly that time is our number one resource. It's the only thing that's non-renewable. It's the only thing, you know, Walt Disney's stuck in some cryo chamber right now hoping that his body and we get to the science one day where we can unfreeze him like in Futurama. However, you know, it's maybe we will get there. Maybe we will get there, but most of us don't have that money to place that bet and to hedge that bet on getting frozen in a cryo chamber and maybe a hundred years down the line going to get resurrected. You know, for most of us, it's here and now. For most of us, life is here and now. So when you're coming out of this this relationship breakup, which I'm sure was like pulling teeth and just, you know, it's almost like pulling. It's like pulling out scar tissue. It's just, it's, I know how painful it can be. And you realize all of a sudden, okay, that's over. That's done. I've done what Adam said. I've taken my two weeks to honor this period. I'm, I'm realizing that there is an opportunity now to create the new version of me, to create a better version of me, to get back and to, okay, me and this girl, we're living in the same temple. But now, nah, it's my temple. She's on her own temple right now. We've separated on this journey. And that we got back on our own journeys now. And that can seem quite daunting because of the time thing. Because yes, time has left so much in this case as well. Seven years for a young dude and B's young as shit. 
You bees young as shit, and I don't know how exactly old it is. B, how old are you? Let me know. I'm gonna ballpark. I'm gonna ballpark mid twenties, mid twenties or late twenties. Mm, if I had to guess, I'd say twenty five to twenty seven. I don't know exactly, but you know he's just still young as shit. And when you're faced with that thing of like, well, seven years down, seven years down, what do I do now? The only thing I can see in my mind, the only thing I can say is that you need to get back on the self-development process, self-cultivation process of like, new me, new me, new me. And I don't mean that in the cliche way of like Kim Kardashian, oh, new year, new me. Uh, no, fuck that. I made a whole video about how angry I was about that. Hold on, let me reset this gap. Yeah, I made that rant at the start of the year about how new year, no, same you. Right? New year, same you, not new you, because nothing changes unless you do, motherfucker. So I, that, that actually applies big time to you right now. That applies to anyone kind of coming out of a relationship. That applies to everyone and anyone coming out of a relationship, which is that, oh, new me, new me that I'm coming out of this relationship. No, not new you. You do not automatically become a new person just because this relationship ended. If anything, most people revert. Most people cycle backwards coming out of a relationship breakup, especially if they were wrong done by. Because it's one thing if the relationship ended in a nice way, but if it ended in a real in a real salty way, real salt and vinegar way, it's even harder for most people to get themselves in a forward cycle, in a forward momentum cycle where it's like, yes, here we go, fitness, let's get myself back in shape if I did let my shape go, or if not, let's just keep building on that. You know, for a lot of people, it is the fact that they let that shit go. But, you know, let's keep that going. Let's get that going. Let's fire up that that part of the temple, that side of the temple. Let's get our body back and feeling good. Let's get strong again. Let's get cardiovascularly fit again. Let's get flexible. Let's get loose. Let's get this going. Let's get back to the sport we used to play. Let's get back to the things that I used to do. Hiking, you know, cold dunking in the ocean, whatever it is, cold plunging. Let's get that back in. But then also, let's start working on the mind. Let's get back to reading. Let's get back to podcasts. Let's get back to the psychology of human beings. Let's get back to what we you know, learning about other people's journeys in life, whatever it is, whatever angle of the mentality of side of things. You know, we look at your mental development in this life. Then also, let's get back on that. That definitely, now that the romantic part has kind of taken a hit, but you might have slipped on family. You might have slipped on friends. You might have started sleeping on meeting new people in general. Let's get back on the social development of our temple. Let's get back on that. Let's keep firing that up. Okay, there's, there's them bricks. There's them bricks. I haven't broke out. I haven't, haven't had to get this cement out in a while, but here we go. Let's fire this up. So you start getting back out. You start meeting new people. You start joining up your friend who's going to the goddamn midnight gong meditation. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. You hit him up. Hey, let me get on this. You hit up those guys that are like, oh, every Saturday morning, we're going up because there's this 80-year-old Yoda dude who we do some training with him. We do some meditation with him. Oh, we're going to fucking that, right? And you start hitting up group events, community events, which you weren't doing before. And it's like, okay, grow, 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 grow. And then finally, the big one here, which I always leave to the end, is the purpose side of your temple. Now, this is a big, this is a big chunk of change here. And this is a big thing that I don't want to make too many assumptions about because you might have been the type of dude or girl that you had a great relationship for most of it and maybe for all of it. And that you two were growing in your purpose in life and that you knew why you were waking up every single morning. Right, that's my number one thing. That's my number one thing that I speak to all clients about is why do you wake up each and every morning? If you know why that is, if you know why that is, then you are going to be all right in this life. You're going to be okay because no matter what storm throws through, no matter, no matter what storm flows through in this life, if you know why you wake up each and every single fucking day, then you can get through anything. 
because you have this deep intrinsic motivation to just fucking get in, right? And so if you have that and you had that through your relationship, awesome, keep building on it. But I know a lot of people that come out of relationships that they lost sense of why they were waking up each and every morning because they had this distraction. They had this person in next to them waking up to them. That would that's the distraction. It's like, oh well, I'm gonna pay the bills now because I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to the car. And I'm gonna dude. Oh, Sally wants me to cook the steak. And it's like, well, you're just kind of going through this humdrum. I'm gonna take a back seat on what I am doing in this life. Now that's not everyone. I'm not saying that's everyone, but it's, it is for a lot of people. So if you lost that side of you, that that Spartan-like samurai 1600s Miyamoto Musashi side of you that goes, I'm going to fucking do this in this life. I'm getting up this morning to do this. If you didn't have that or you had it and you let it go, you slept on it, then now is the time to reinvigorate that, have a walk around. Maybe you haven't walked to that side of the temple in many, many years. Maybe you haven't seen that side of the temple in many cities and you go back, you look over there, holy shit, this shit is just straight weeds. This shit is straight weeds right now. Well, let me get my gloves. Let me get my gloves and my weed priors. And I'm going to pry these weeds out. No matter how deeply entrenched they are. And that's the thing here. Deeply entrenched weeds. They have, they have been there for a long time. A lot, of, a lot of this shit that I'm talking about is not just like stuff that's been built over one day. It's not like one day in your relationship, you dropped your purpose. And then all of a sudden the relationship ended. No, it's normally like oh, day after day, day after day, cycles and cycles. Shit just keep, the weeds keep growing. The weeds keep getting deeper. So in order for you to eradicate those weeds, you know, get that, uh, get that, get that weed poisoner in, in order to get them out, you need to actually spend quite a bit of time on that and you should not expect it to be a quick fix because it didn't happen in a day. So you should not expect it to be eradicated in a day. You know, a long-term thing requires a long-term thing. So if you're that type of guy right now listening and going, well, yeah, fuck yeah, I've lost sight of why it is that I'm living. I lost sight of why... It is that I get up each and every morning. Well, let me just start with reminding myself of what that is. Maybe I don't even need to take action on it. Maybe I don't even take action on what it is, but I just remind myself and I just get a pen and paper. Get some pen and paper, or if maybe you're really environmentally conscious, get your Evernote, right? You get your Evernote out and you start to detail, well, why, if I could, because it might be too daunting to answer that question right now, straight up. Why do I get up each and every morning? It's for someone coming straight out of a breakup. But maybe you just start off with, well, even if I don't know why I wake up in the morning, what would that look like if I did know? What what would be a good version of that? What would be a nice sounding version of that? Like if I could create a reason to get up in the morning, and I'm not saying I know why that is, but if I could, and if there was some way of me knowing that, what might that look like? And you just start there because that's open framework. That's open framework for your mind to operate within that. And because then your mind goes, well, what would that look like? Well, it would look like maybe uh, maybe I can help other people in some way. Okay, sweet. So what, what might that look like? What would helping other people? What's like, what, what would I enjoy doing like that? Okay, well, I used to like doing this. and I used to like doing that. I used to like going out and making sure that people had a clean source of water. Okay, well, how could I turn that into something? Ah, well, I know this guy, Jimmy, who just started up this business doing Purita. You know, but da-da-da. And it just goes framework to framework to framework. But this is the way that I like to think is that I like to make things easy. If you set up easy framework to think, it just gets you started and then you can dive deeper. But I can acknowledge that if you're... If you're a bit of an emotional wreck coming out of a breakup and you say, why the fuck do I wake up every morning? That might be a bit much for you right now, even though that's 
generally speaking, if you're in a good mood, if you're in a good way of thinking, if you're in a good place in life, that is how you want to think. But if you're this guy coming out of this breakup, yeah, ease your way in, open framework of thinking going, well, if I, even if I don't know, what, what would that look like? What would that sound like if it sounded good to me? And you just start off, well, at the core level, maybe if I'm just helping people, maybe if I'm just making a difference in this world in the smallest of ways, maybe if I'm just doing this, doing that, I don't know, whatever it is for you. But anyways, I've just detailed how you're going to get back on the path of self-cultivation, that you're going to look at your temple in an objective way, you're going to identify the weeds, you're going to identify all this bullshit that's been decrepit, just, just depreciating over time, if that's been the case. Which, let's be honest, it is for most of the people coming out of relationships. Not all, though. Not all, because you can have really good breakups. And I have had really good breakups in which that actually it was only made sense that we broke up because that was part of our growing. And it's like we both made this mutual decision that we need to keep growing, so we need to separate. You know, that's that's definitely part of it. So I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to rule out everyone, but I'd say 90% of people that are coming into this bottle after a breakup, you probably got some work to do in your temple that was a result of you not having addressed that during said relationship. So there's that. And yeah, B, seven years gone by. Time's gone by. You can even look at that in a negative way. You can look at that in a pessimistic glasses, uh, half empty kind of way and just look at, well, look at all the time I lost. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is what it is. Look at all this time that I lost. But there's also the other guy who would leave a seven-year relationship going, a maybe Allah, Adam leaving a relationship going, glass is uh, half, half full. Glass is half full. What a time. What a time we spent together. Hey, yeah, I get it. We weren't right for each other anymore. We needed to separate. We needed to grow in different ways. This wasn't right for each other. We made the right decision. Because listen, If you walk through this life thinking that, what if? What if we were together? What if we were to slide back together? Then all you're really doing yourself is an injustice to the person who's in front of you right now. The person who's in front of you right now, whether that's your mom, whether that's your brother, whether that's your best mate, whether that's a new business acquaintance, whether that's the cute girl, cute new PT at the gym, or it's that cheeky blonde girl at the bar, whatever it is, you are doing them an injustice by not bringing the best of you, the fullest of you, the most present of you in this moment right now, if you keep holding on to the past. Because the past is what it is. It doesn't change. It never will until we invent some goddamn machine. Never will. Some pill. Never will. So I'm not telling you which perspective to have because that's not my place. My place is to illuminate the path for you. I'm saying this is what you can do. This is what you can do. It is what it is. Choose which path you may. And you will see the fruits as a result of. You might see some pretty rotten fruit if you become the type of person that decides, actually, I'm going to take this emotional baggage and I'm going to whack her in the old hurt locker and just bring that to everyone. And everyone can feel it. Everyone can feel it. We might not be able to pinpoint, oh, this guy's a a depressed piece of shit because he blames his past relationships and past, past partners for all of his current problems. We might not be able to pinpoint that's the reason because you might not let us in on that. However, you know, eh, you know, and if you choose to operate as a result of that, it's like, what kind of human being are you? Not the type of human being I want to be around. But then there's the other, then there's the opposite. There's the opposite of the person who takes, takes all of that same, takes the same circumstance, takes the same shit going down, but then looks at it in a way in which that, well, no, 
I'm going to become better because of this. If you can be that person, that's the type of person I want to hang around because no one's asking you to be perfect. No one's asking you to be anything more than that which you're currently capable of right now. And the only thing you are currently capable of right now is brutal honesty. Brutal, res- brutal honesty, brutal responsibility for what happened and to look at it in a, in a way that sees fit for growth. That's all you're responsible for. No one's asking you to create an empire tomorrow or to take this experience and to form a completely new self in one day. No one is asking that of you. Let me reset this camera. No one is asking that of you. All I'm asking of you is to take brutal, brutal introspection of honest and responsible thought processes. That's it. That's all I want from you. I just want you to be super honest about how this happened. How did this breakup happen? How did it come to be? Were the things that I would change about this? How would I improve this next time? How would I improve the relationship next time? How would I improve the breakup next time? A brutal and honest introspection of exactly what happened. Finally, second part. Now that we see what that is, let's take responsibility for it all. Regardless of whether we were wrong done by, regardless of whether the girl cheated on us or we cheated on we cheated on her with someone else, right? Whatever it was, we take full responsibility no matter what and say that, well, listen, life is what it is. Life is what happened. That's what it is. I'm going to go ahead and move forward. I'm going to take responsibility for it anyway, right? Because if you leave any door open for the responsibility to be blamed on someone else, it's like, hey, man, hey, you still haven't let go. You still haven't let go. In order to truly, fully let go, you need to fully take responsibility. Now, that's not to say that you forget. That's not to say that we let people walk over us and let them make the same injustices. No, but we find the place within us to forgive them because we're all walking this journey together. No matter how wrong done, no matter how wrong done you are done by someone, I'm not saying that you need to forget all the things that they did that were put, that were poorly chosen and the wrongdoings and the mistakes and all that shit. No, you don't forget because otherwise that that event is likely to repeat itself. But at the same time, you must always maintain compassion for your fellow human being. Right? One of my favorite things, one of my favorite things I've ever read ever, and I've mentioned this many times in the Potter, it's had such an effect on me since reading this. It's in the Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And... It was the uh, Dalai Lama talking about one of his mentors who was a Buddhist monk in Tibet who was taken away by the Chinese army and he was put in, he was tortured. He was put in torture camp and put in a, I'm not sure if it was solitary confinement, might be getting the detail wrong there, but he definitely went through some horrendous torturing. And the thing that, the lesson he passed on to the young Dalai Lama at the time when he was only like a teenage boy, the lesson he passed on was that, listen, while I'm getting tortured, while I'm getting tortured by my Chinese capturers, the thing I was in most in danger of was in losing compassion for my torturers. Ah! This guy who's been taken from his country, by his foreign people, torturing him. And this guy is saying that, you know, with all the wrongdoings that have been had, all the injustices that are being had right now, the thing that I was at most in danger of was losing compassion for my torturers. Losing compassion for the humans in front of me. Now, if you can have that perspective throughout everything in life. Now, that guy doesn't forget the torturers and what they did. He doesn't forget that the wrongdoings can happen. No, that's how we build a better world. That's how we build a world in which that 
you know, child rape and, and child slavery and, and, and uh, sex slave trading, all that shit. That, that's how we build a better world for everyone else. But we still don't lose compassion for the other human being on the other side. Because listen, man, we're all human beings here. So you want to drive this right back into relationships? We never lose compassion for the girl that did us wrong. We never lose compassion for the guy that did us wrong. We always remember, right? We never forget the lessons that we learned from that relationship. We never forget what we did poorly, what they did poorly, what we did well, what they did well, what we'd improve next time, what they could have improved next time, how we would just do this thing again if we got that chance. We never forget about that. However, we never lose compassion at the same time. We never become that person that looks at another human being all because they made a mistake for whatever reason no matter how badly it was, and we go, well, we disregard them as human being now. Listen, I don't want to live in a world like that. And for anyone who's listening to this that disagrees with this, well, you, fuck you. Right, fuck you. You can go, you can, now, fuck you in the sense of like, I, yeah, because that might seem contradictory to what I just said. When I say, fuck you, I say, fuck you, that I'm going to fight to build a different world than what you are currently thinking of. Fuck you in the sense that you're not, your world, that's not the world I want to live in. I'm going to fight to build a different one. But I still have compassion for that guy. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying here? That hey, my thing differently, but and I'm gonna for sure, for sure, do everything in my power to make sure things work out different to that. But I still recognize you as a human being, and if you can have that compassion for your partner, uh, sorry, your ex partner coming out of a relationship, then you're just gonna be so much better off as a human being in general. You're just gonna be so much better off going into your future relationships. You're gonna be so much better off as a parent when your children go through breakups and you see your child dealing with this emotional pain and you can see him, holy shit, holy shit, young Adam right here, young Adam at 13 years old going through his first breakup, I can see that he's on the he's on the borderline, he's in the borderlands right now of potentially taking this intense emotional pain and turning it into something negative and putting it in the hurt locker, which is then going to affect all of his future relationships. Now, hang on, young Adam. Hang on a second. Fucking hang on a second. Let's let's sit down here and talk about what's happened here. Let's get a, let's get honest about it. Let's get responsible about it, and then let's allow it to disperse and move forward. You want to be that person for your child. You want to be that person that can guide someone else through that. But that never happens if you don't take this deep introspection that's honest and responsible. You don't get to be that person if you don't take that full full responsibility. So hey, I'm not telling you what to do. All I'm saying is this is what can be done. So you make that decision. I feel like this is a real high point. I feel like this is a real high point to wrap up. We just ticked over an hour and a bit. I'm getting some matcha in. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, normally I'm faster during my potters. <laughs> just side fucking tangent. Normally I'm faster during my potters, but I've actually uh, I've actually kicked off keto and I've kicked off intermittent fasting over the last four weeks, and it's actually been producing tremendous results. I've dropped a considerable amount of body fat coming off of intermittent fasting and coming off of keto. Now, this is not a potto for that. If you guys want to know more about that, maybe drop me a comment, maybe drop me a message. Maybe I will make a potto on my current nutrition and because uh, I'm balls deep in nutrition, in, uh, in gut health, in overall human optimization and getting my body and mind to operate in the best way possible, you know, gut health, all that shit. Um, brain optimization, all that. So it's been interesting how I've been keto for like a whole year. And then four weeks ago, I just, I kind of stopped because I realized because of a few different things that actually was starting to produce counter effects, that keto was actually producing counter effects with me. I know I said we weren't going to go into this because it's a completely different tangent, but I'll wrap it up here because it's too much of a honey dick. 
you know, like keto was really good for the first three, six months. But then I started to notice uh, negative, negative effects. I started to notice it was starting to work in the opposite direction for me. And it took me a little while to actually acknowledge that because I started to get attached to that lifestyle. Because to be honest, I like not eating until 4, 6 p.m. I like fasting 20 hours a day, 22 hours a day. When you get used to it, it's, it's actually really fun. Like I enjoy it. I enjoy not being attached to food. However, I started to see some things pop up in the micronutrients and you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a thing. So I don't want to dive into it now. But yeah, so now I've opened up my windows. I typically have my first meal around uh, 10 at the moment. And you know, I'm finishing up eating around eight, you know, whereas previously I was not eating until the earliest, earliest at like 2.30, 4 p.m. and finished eating by eight. So sometimes finishing eating by six, sometimes it was six to eight, you know, crazy. Anyways, anyways, listen, guys, I got a couple asks of you. If you have made it to the end of this potter, I would like to ask something of you. I would, I'd like to ask a couple of things of you. Number one. I'd like for you to engage with me on social media, particularly Instagram, at Uitang1. And I'd love for you to send me a message about what got you to this stage in the potter. What was it about this, this talk we just had, you and I together, what was it about it that allowed you to get to this stage? And in what environment were you in? Are you, are you training right now? Are you stretching right now? Are you washing the dishes? Did you have to stop and start? Were you like maybe 30 minutes on the bus? Pause it, I'll come back. Then, hey, doing the vacuuming, come back, da-da-da. Whatever it was, I would love to get your context. I would love to just get the understanding of, because for those of you that have made it through an hour of my content, you know, you guys are, you're the hardcore. Like, you're my own, geez, you guys are the G-Easies. You guys are the Lucy's. You're getting good with me. And I want to know you guys better. I want to get really in-depth with you guys to, to try and just understand you better. So please send me a DM on Instagram or even just drop a comment if you're on YouTube. Just drop a comment down below. Drop that feedback. And, you know, like the good thing, the reason why I say Instagram first is because I often reply with video messages or audio messages. Can't do that on YouTube comments. So, you know, either way, but that's one ask I have for you guys. And now finally, the, the big ask, the big, well, it's not even an ask, but basically the, my plugs here at the end will wrap up with, if you guys want to dive deeper with me, educationally wise, I have three things on the website, boldojo.com, the ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game. If you're a guy just coming out of a breakup and you want to maybe start meeting girls again and you're ready for that and you want to get back on the street, well, you want to know, well, how the fuck am I supposed to meet a girl on the street? Well, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, it's my ebook. It's a short action guide. It's not meant to be read. It is literally the distillation of what the fuck to do. Then you go out on a 30-day challenge applying it. It is not meant to be like, oh, I'll go out once a week or once every second. No, you go out every 30 days once you pick this up. You read it a couple of times. Oh, it's like, this is what you do. This is what you do. And you go out and do it. All right, so that, that's there. That's on the website. Then one-on-one Skype calls. You can book that. If you've got infield, you want me to break down, we can do that. There's options for that on the website. If you want a recorded session of our Skype call together so you don't have to worry about taking notes and it's just all in one nice neat package for the rest of your life, that's all options you can attach on the website, balldojo.com, one-on-one Skype calls. Then finally, big ticket. This is only for the guys that really want to get the path illuminated for them in a big way, you know, the boot camps. Two-on-one maximum. I prefer one-on-ones, but either way, two-on-one I will do as well. You know, especially summertime in US and UK, if you guys are interested in that. Inquiries, serious only. It's big ticket. It's not your $500 two week, two hours weekend thing. No, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a full, 
Jesus, you better be ready if you want to do boot camp. And I make sure that I screen every single person before they even get to take boot camp because you've got to be a certain type of person who's ready for that mentality-wise, open, free-minded, let's go. Ready to take action, ready to take your life in your hands. So if you're ready to make that investment in your life, bootcamp inquiries, boldojo.com, you can book it up there. And that is where we shall wrap up this potter. You know, I'm talking about breakups, breakups part two. Who knows? Oh, hold up, shit, I gotta reset that cam. I wasn't even expecting that. I didn't even realize that went that quick. So that's it, guys. That's what we're wrapping on this potter. Will there be a part three? Had it been a, maybe in two years' time? Two years' time, we'll come back and it'll be like part three. <laughs> part three on the breakups. Maybe it'll be sooner. Maybe one of you will drop a comment. Actually, this is the, fin the final thing I've, I forgot to mention. If you have suggestions for the potter, you know, if you got your own contacts, send me the contacts. Send me an email, boldojo.com. Send me a message on the gram, uitang1. Facebook, at the Adam Uwe, Snapchat, Uwe Tang. You know, send me your messages. Send me this shit. We'll get it going. Because I also, send me what frequency you like potters. Because we've roughly been doing them once a week. We've been doing them roughly once a week for the last month or so. Um, I'm totally open to doing more if you guys want to send the context. And uh, so let me know. Let me know. And we'll get it. So I want to thank you guys so much for being on the journey with me. So much for paying attention if you made it to this point. Um, drop a thumbs up on the video if you did enjoy it. And I'm going to catch you guys later. Much peace and much joy.